I picked my feet. Gross. Welcome everybody to Speaking as a Free Action Podcast. I am here today with CJ and Tyler. And we're going to talk about... What are we going to talk about today? So mainly we've got two things on the list. One, we're going to make a D&D class tier list. Secondly, we're going to review the UA that's been put out by Wizards, which is the Heroes of Kryn. Um, I don't really understand the whole premise of it yet, so we're going to kind of do some light reading. We're mainly going to address the new subclass of sorcerers in it and the new race that's in it uh some kind of small race but they seem really you know like with gnomes and stuff they're like they have short feet so therefore like they have 20 feet 25 feet of movement in 5e and i think dwarves are the same way for some reason they're they have 25 i, I think they, they, I thought it was less than that i think in no, it's, I guess 25 i think a path is 20. I think a path, I'm pretty sure Shane has 20 feet of movement, but because of his boots, he can move to 30. God, what um, would he have if he wore heavy armor? We have 15. Dwarves are unaffected by armor uh, penalties. Yeah. Yep. That's so why like, he keeps Sir, making dwarves. Will, or maybe halflings don't have that. Well, Sir Will, Will is always on a uh, wolf. Right, so, like, but like, do our halflings, if, I, we're going off topic already, but like, are halflings affected <laughs> by by that movement as well? Or I have no idea. I'm going to look it up. Halflings. Aeon PRD. Uh, da 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 da. Because I mean, halflings are smaller than. than. Uh, dwarves, right? Yes, I think. I think so, yeah. They actually get a lower strength bonus. Uh, halflings are small creatures. They gain a plus one to their AC and a plus one size bonus to attack rolls. But a minus one penalty to combat maneuver checks. And a plus four size bonus to stealth checks. That's sick. It is pretty sweet. Uh, slow speed, they move at 20 speed, or 20 feet. Uh, they have a bonus of luck. Halfling luck, they get a plus one to saving, all saving throws. Plus two to all perception checks. Plus two to all acrobatics and climb. Uh, and that's it. So they get a bunch of their, bo bunch of bonuses, but they do get a good amount of penalty as well. I guess there goes that gnome knight idea I had. If we walk around 15 feet, because could you imagine? Just clunk, clunk. You just move like a. I don't think you guys played. Um, what was that game? Shoot, uh, Fire Emblem as a kid. Uh, -uh. uh. No, I didn't play it. But the general units in that game had like the world's largest like heavy plate, and they would move like they would take one step, and there'd be like a whole second in between like them walking. And uh, it was so intimidating to watch them move on the map because it was like, clang, 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 clang. And then they'd have a spear and just like stab you. And it was like, okay, that was very intense and fast. Uh, though, Tyler, they may have a an alternate race trait. Like you could switch out some things for, uh, you know, like one of the, something a little bit better as far as that goes. I kind of scrolled through it. I don't really see anything. They have a lot of alternate alternates, though. Um, so yeah, you know what? Let's start with Heroes of Kryn. Let me turn my stream on. Screen. 
Did you guys do the reading? I've done zero reading. That's what I like to hear. Sorry, I was sick. I understand. Oh, I understand. You'd be in bed all day, sleeping, unable to I, read seven pages. Took me out. <laughs> <laughs> took me out. I had some weird dreams. I had a dream. I thought my cat was a dog. Whoa. How did that go? Did he I go? don't know. He was, he, was the, he was the same animal. You know what I mean? Like, he acted the same. He was just in dog form. It was did very he, weird. Did he go, bark? Yeah. Like, exactly. the way he does his meow, he goes, like, bark. <laughs> Ellie said Bean was asleep on the couch earlier with her and started howling in his sleep. Didn't get up or anything, but started howling. Having good dreams. Yeah, I was like, he's dreaming of being a wolfhound. And then he bit me. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> he is a real wolf. Okay, so this is uh, this is the UA that I was referencing. The uh, You know what? I think I can turn it on on Dream. I can. This is perfect. So... I don't really know how it works, but Anchor apparently lets you kind of uh, show some video. Or maybe it's Spotify that's starting to show some video, so this will be uploaded as an MP4, therefore there will be some background. Um, nice. So, the new race is, I believe, Kinder. And they are short-statured beings that have a knack for producing the right tools in every situation. When I read that, I immediately went, well, that's what artificers do, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I just thought of, too. Yeah. Uh, the sorcerer really. subclass. What'd you say, CJ? It, it doesn't really define, like, the race very much at all. I was just saying, no. doesn't it describe what they look like yeah, at all? It no. Like, it just says that they're short-statured beings, so he doesn't even really well, describe. Well, I, I think right now what they want, the whole reason they put this out is for people to playtest it. Because, like, right down here they mention, like, you can give us feedback uh, later on on the on the one of the D and D websites. Um, so I think right now they're mainly like, "This is the stats. Go play with it, and then tell us what you think." And then afterwards, they'll be like, "Here you go." Um, so they they kind of break out like the ability scores a little bit later down. Oh, and then they have this whole text right here of what a kinder comes from and whatnot. Um, okay. Sorcerer subclass. Uh, the Lunar Magic subclass allows sorcerers to explore deeper ties to the moon. May, made me think of uh, the moon boss in Elden Ring, like immediately. Yeah, it's just like that, which is wild too. <laughs> so, um, There's new backgrounds, which we probably won't get into, and new feeds that we probably won't get as much into. Uh, the backgrounds, though, are uh, you can make a Knight of Solomania, Solomnia, uh, and you can make a Mage of High Society backgrounds. Um, they seem like they're going to be pretty good, I think. I think they give you access to new kind of features. Uh, as long as well as like new proficiencies and stuff like that. So they, they may be pretty strong. Maybe maybe simple. Uh, and then feats go. I have, I have no idea. I haven't read anything. Uh, but it does say that the collection of feats presents options available to those with specific backgrounds and backstories as well as an option for characters with a special connection to a deity um so kind of scrolling through creating your character creating a kinder what you're going to get your ability scores will be uh when determining your character's ability scores increase one of those scores by two and increase a different score by one or increase three different scores by one i think that's what humans do now or maybe Wait, can you say that again? They increase it by three? They can increase one by two and then one by 
one or all holy hold up that's extremely hard to think and talk yeah. so you can either do two and one or you can do three skills get one skills okay or not skills but um attribute points ability like your ability scores. scores oh really yeah and not a plus one of course but like you know just a, a single point um so if you rolled like a bunch of odd numbers you could use those three points to round all that's those pretty, up that's pretty damn good that is pretty good uh follow this rule regardless of the method you use to determine the scores such as rolling your uh, point by uh the quick build section for your character class offers suggestions on which scores to increase you are free to follow those suggestions or ignore them whichever scores you decide to increase none of them can be above 20. okay so pretty standard um your language wise your character can speak read write common and one other language pretty easy creature type uh this is just explaining a lot of the the creature types and whatnot lifespan uh, the typical lifespan of a player character in the D&D multiverse is about a century, assuming... Okay, so this is basically right now explaining, like, the game. Not so much... So I wonder if this is this ability score increase is a new way to build characters, is what they're saying, with this ability score increase. Because we haven't, we haven't got to the kinder section yet of the post. Right. Uh, so that could just be a new idea that they're trying to push, so... We'll just jump right back into Kinder. Let me get a sip of wah. I got a sip of wah and I inhaled a little bit of it and about started fucking coughing my lungs out. So that was really nice. Um, I also tried not to hit my microphone while moving my cup around it. <clears throat> so, native to the world of Kryn, Kinder are diminutive humanoids that look like humans with pointed ears and diverse appearances. Kinder have a supernatural curiosity that drives them on to adventures big and small. This curiosity is said to be connected to the whimsical magic of the Feywild that some believe Kinder have a high affinity for. Due to this curiosity, many Kinder have found themselves falling through gates and portals to other planes and worlds. Unknown to most mortals, a magical phenomenon surrounds a Kinder, spurred by their curiosity and love for trinkets curios and keepsakes a kinder's pouch yeah a kinder's pouches or pockets will be magically filled with these objects no one knows where these objects come from not even the kinder <laughs> this has led many kinder to be mislabeled as thieves when they fish these items out of their pockets so i feel like they took like 10 things and balled them up together to make a kinder I like that last part. The, yeah, la the last part was great. Yeah. yeah, it was an actual like, like a, a world defining view of them. Uh, so they look like humans with pointed ears and diverse appearances. But they have the small size category. So if we jump down into... They look like a, like a little tiny like elves, I would say. Yeah, they, yeah, they almost... More like Santa's elves. Like different, uh, dip, like, but maybe not like your normal like humanoid skin colors. Maybe like, you know, like goblin like skin colors. Yeah, oh, like I see what you're saying. Green, like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, okay. Isn't it true in the player's handbook that like tieflings typically aren't yeah, multicolors? Skin color. Yeah, they're I like. Think it's like, I think it more. It's like 
they're they're human skin colored and and sometimes they can have like these crazy colors. Yeah, but was, oh, I'm fucking purple. <laughs> yeah, it's more weird nowadays to be what the book actually described them as than. Yeah, but I like the idea that they can be these, you know, not just like humanoid colored ones, or human colored, I guess. Uh, that's probably gonna get taken down. Okay. <clears throat> So, as a kinder, you have the following racial traits. You are a humanoid. Your size is small. You have a walking speed of 30. Uh, you have the brave trait. Uh, you have advantage on saving throws to make, or you make to avoid or end the frightened condition. Uh, you have kinder ace. Starting at third level, you possess a magical ability to pull an item out of a bag or another container. As a bonus action, you can reach into your container. Oh, I'm sorry. You can reach into a, into a container you are carrying and roll on the Kinder Aces table to determine what item you pull out. The object glimmers softly and disappears after one, one hour. You can use this bonus action to... You can use this bonus action a number of times equal to your proficiency modifier. And you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. You know what? Let me zoom in a little bit better. Oh, that's so much easier to read. Okay. Yeah, uh, there so you roll a d6 on your kinder uh, kinder aces you can find 5d6 gold pieces which is just temporary after an hour they disappear uh, one simple weapon of your choice that has the light property uh, one item of your choice from the adventuring gear table in the player's handbook the item must cost no more than one gold and weigh no, no more than one pound uh, one random item from the trinkets table uh, your choice of a crowbar or a grappling hook and then one item of your choice from the tools table in the player's handbook the item must not must cost no more than 10 gold pieces so like it's not really that great unless you get something actually useful but I don't, I'm not you know super I don't know exactly what an adventuring gear entails so it could be cool I like the idea of like you guys get to a problem spot and you go, oh, you know what? Let me check my bag and see if I've got anything. And you just pull out like a grappling hook and it's like, well, we're trying to open a door and you're just like, ah, oh, this is all I got. <laughs> so I kind of like it. It kind of this also kind of reminded me of like a bad version of uh, the art advisors like master tool thing that they can summon. So, but I was like, this is this is still a good helpful. I think. Uh, oh, and then they have this crazy ability that kind of seems out of character for me. Then they can taunt. You have a supernatural ability to home in on a creature's emotional raw nerves and craft a taunt that flusters that creature. At his bonus action, you can unleash a barrage of insults at a creature within 60 feet of you that can hear and understand you. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw uh, which is DC 8 plus your pro uh, proficiency bonus plus your charisma. Or it has a disadvantage on attack rolls until the start of your next turn. Oh, wow. It just straight up just has disadvantage on That's attack rolls and it fails. Uh, I thought it had to attack you. Like, it, it has disadvantage on attack rolls until it attacked you. I thought that's how it would have ended. You can use the... Use this bonus action a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. 
it's pretty good. I yeah, see. I see a lot of classes meshing well with this. I can see Bard, I can see Artificer, I can see Fighter, I can see... Any Charisma, for sure. Oh yeah. Sorcerer, I can see Paladin, Paladin, Warlock. I play a Warlock, I forgot we were Charisma based. <laughs> it happens. It happens the best of us. Uh, I'm gonna turn you up a little bit more, Tyler. Just to make sure. Um, turn me up. But I mean, so this is it. So I like Kinder. It's different. I want to see art of them. I want to really be able to get a picture in my head of what they look like. Because I picture them looking like uh, halflings. You should Google it real quick. See if there's anything. Oh, this is going to be scary. Maybe they're like an old thing. Okay, yeah, I can like see Santa's. this. They are like Santa's elves. <laughs> they are like <laughs> Santa's elves. What they the really freak? are, yeah. Whoa, what the hell? Somebody's writing a bunch of bad words on this one. Somebody said, fuck you, what? Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, but they really, yeah, they honestly really are like Santa's elves. They're Santa. Casting a fireball. Oh, yeah. This is what happens when an elf and a, and a halfling have sex. Honestly, I can see it. Kinder for D&D 5th edition, a reluctant test of design. Interesting. Okay. Um, that's pretty cool, though. Okay, I'm into that. I could I could, I could, could see myself playing it. Which it pretty much is like a halfling, but not. Wait, do they get a lucky bonus? No, I'm thinking of something else. Okay. Honestly, what it, what it should be is like how there's mountain dwarves and like hill dwarves. There yes, should be like a kinder, kinder halfling. halfling. Yeah, and something else. Because you're right, they just seem like halflings. That's what I get from it. But they also were like fake creatures. And yeah. they, they they just seem like a lot. They have a taunt ability. I don't know, it just seems like that's a lot. They definitely seem pretty good. Yeah, they're very, very wide, wide variety. I like it. I'm interested. CJ, do you hate it? I think it's all right. You're in for it. Would you play one? I don't think so. It's not a cat. Um, <laughs> okay, so now we're going to get into the sorcerer. So, I think it's going to be busted. Just off yeah, this. From what you told me, it already sounds busted. So yeah. this is your the lunar spells that we'll get to on the other side of the page right now. And that's what you get to do for free. For free at, well, we'll get We'll get there. We'll get there. <clears throat> so lunar magic. On many worlds, the moon is revered is a revered celestial body with magical properties. On Kryn, the gods of magic are associated with the world's three moons. On the world of Toril, the god Selune, Selune uses the light of the moon to battle darkness. On Eberron, scholars of the draconic prophecy decipher ancient secrets from the waxing and waning of that world's 12 moons. On Eberron, Eberron doesn't. It means like like the Eberron, right? I'm not. Is there another Eberron? No. no uh, it's just like yeah. I think it's. I think it's like a whole continent, right? Eberron is like a whole area. Right, but it says. So does the planet that Eberron is on, that the Forgotten Realms is on? It, I think it's Forgotten Realms. Does it have twelve moons? I don't know. That just seems weird. Okay. 
I don't know I've enough about the that. lore. I've never read that literally anywhere. Uh, yeah, this is the first for me like as well. I feel like the lore in, in 5e is very open-ended. Well, it also kind of sucks when people make up their own lore. So you're like, you're trying to catch on, and then you accidentally fall into a fanfic. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's real or not anymore. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so continuing, uh, you or someone from your lineage has been exposed to the concentrated magic of the moon or moons of your world, imbuing you with lunar magic. Perhaps your ancestor was involved in a druidic ritual involving an eclipse or maybe a mystical fragment of a moon crashed near you. However, you came to have your magic. Your connection to the moon is obvious when you cast sorcerer spells. The connection to the moon is obvious when you cast sorcerer spells. Consult the manifestations of the lunar magic table. Then choose or randomly determine how your connection to the moon manifests while you cast your sorcerer spells. So now that you roll a d4 if you want to show how the manifestation of the moon magic affects you. Roll one, you glow with faint light that matches the color of of a moon from your world. Two, your pupils shift in shape, matching the current phase of a moon from your world. That's cool, I like that. Yeah, that's what I was just reading too. That sounds really cool. Uh, three, spectral manifestations of the moon or moons of your world orbit you. Also very cool. Um, and your shadow is limbed? Limmed? Lemon? I don't think it's limmed. 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 We'll get it. Your shadow is lemoned in the same light. <laughs> okay, it's lemon. Lim. Your shadow is lemon. <laughs> I can't do it, bro. <laughs> it's lemoned in faint light, as if it were a lunar body during a solar eclipse. Oh, that's weird. So you'd almost have like a bright outline. And interesting. Okay. I really like the moon one for the pupils, and I kind of like the uh, the little manifestations of the moon that floats around you. I think that's interesting too. Yeah, that's really cool. The pupil one is really cool. I could see the uh, the uh, what is the druid form? Uh, it's a circle of stars. Uh, yeah. And then if you multiclass with this into the spectral manifestations of the moon that orbit around you, that could be really cool. Just the whole space theme of the stars. So yeah. Uh, now we're moving into class features. So level one, I think you get a bunch of things for level one. No, okay, a good amount, a lot amount. First level, you get the Moonfire feature. You call down the radiant light of the moon on command. You learn the Sacred Flame spell, which doesn't count against the number of sorcery con sorcerer cons. Count against the number of sorcerer cantrips. Wow, what is happening to me? You're having a hard time. When you cast a spell, you can target one creature as normal, or target two creatures within range that are within range that are within five feet of each other. Oh, you could just do that. So I guess what it's saying is you can cast Sacred Flame. And if there's two creatures within five feet of each other, you can just hit the both of them. That is pretty cool. Huh. So that's only with cantrips, though. That, I think that's only with Sacred Flame. Well, the thing is, is it's it's called Moonfire, and Moonfire grants you Sacred Flame. But it doesn't explain anything else. It just says, like, you know, 
that's just where the paragraph ends so i'm guessing it, it would have to be the sacred flame spell is that feature or at least embodies that feature i do like it i think it's cool i think it makes cantrips a lot better uh i think anything you can do to buff cantrips makes the game a lot more interesting makes them more interesting for sure oh yeah, yeah so now this is the big bang lunar embodiment you learn additional spells when you reach certain levels in this class as shown on the lunar spells table each of these spells count as a sorcerer spell for you but it doesn't count against the number of sorcerer spells you know so you gain a new spell at first third fifth seventh and ninth uh and you can choose between full moon spells new moon spells and crescent moon spells and i think i'm gonna read the next paragraph before we go through each one of the spells so whenever you finish a long rest, you can choose what lunar phase manifests its power through your magic. So you can choose from any one of the three that I just named off. While oh, in, you, can you, you can, yeah, that's the crazy part. You're not locked in. You can change after a long rest. That's that's wild. While in the chosen phase, spells of the associated phase in the lunar spells table can be cast once without expending a spell slot. Once you cast in this way, you can't do so until you finish a long rest. So let's run through it. I'm gonna I'm gonna very quickly read this out uh, in order of each one. So all of the full moon spells starting at first level, you get fairy fire, then moonbeam, then death ward, then freedom of movement, and then at ninth level you're getting mass cure wounds for free. E you get each one of these spells for free each day, I believe. Like the wild list I don't think so. I think you spells. only get to. I think you only get to cast one of them. Oh, you think? Okay, let's see. Uh, as shown, each of these spells count as a sorcerer spell for you, but it doesn't. No, okay. Why do you think that? Table uh, spells associated phase with the lunar spell table can be cast once without expending any spell slot. Once you cast the spell in this way, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest. Yeah, I think Tal was right. I think well, on the chosen phase. So you would get to pick, you get all those options every day. But okay. You get to do one of them every day. Okay. That's still pretty nice, though. But yeah, I mean, like, good, yeah. a free cast of Mass Cure Wounds per day, that's that's pretty sick. It's pretty nice, yeah. Pretty nice. Any of those would be nice. And the fact that you're like, okay, well, I want to use, let's say, Moonbeam until I hit level seven. And then I'm going to switch over to New Moon because I'd much rather have evard's black tentacles i think i think the yeah. fact that you can switch is a huge huge benefit yeah that's crazy that you can switch it's gonna make it so much nicer i think uh <clears throat> okay so that was full moon new moon you get at first level dissonant whispers which i've never heard of uh darkness bestow curse evard's black tentacles and mislead at ninth level Tyler, i feel like you would know death Dissonant Whispers, but I'm still going to look it up. I actually do not. I don't think I've ever heard of that spell. Dissonant Whispers, D&D, 5e. Uh, let's not go to the wiki dot. Alright, we're going to the wiki dot. I don't recognize any other website on here. Yeah, I always say when it doesn't pop up, 5e. I wonder if it's a new spell. Uh, it says it comes from, comes from the player's handbook, though it shouldn't be. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess we just haven't... Oh, it's a bard spell. That's why. Okay, so what you do, it's an action, 60 feet range. Um, 
You whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of your choice within range can hear, racking it with terrible pain. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction if available to move as far away from you as possible. The creature doesn't move into obviously dangerous ground, such as fire or a pit. On a successful save, the target takes half damage and doesn't move away. A definite a deafened creature automatically succeeds. That's a good spell. It's a really good first level spell. Very good first level spell. 60 feet of range, one action. It fails, it takes 3d6 psychic damage. Half. If it, it saves, it takes half. half. Yeah. It doesn't even take oh, I'm a sorry. Guest. Yeah, and then this is for you will be free. Uh, That's really nice then. That's pretty good. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like you could build like, okay, I know I'm going to take this at this level, then I'm going to switch to this phase of moon for this spell. And then, so you could really build it how you want. So Crescent Moon, I think, is going to be more of your um, like debuffer supporter spells. First one, you have a Sanctuary. Classic Cleric spell. Uh, then you have Blindness, Deafness. Uh, after that, Phantom Steed. Then Hallucinatory Terrain. And then your last one, your ninth level spell is Dream. Tell you've used Dream, I think, a lot. Do you get to choose uh, what you dream? Is that the same spell I use on Zenral? I cannot remember if it's called something else. That's what I thought it was. That's why I asked. I, I think thought. it is. I think it is, and it's it's not that you choose what you dream. It's like you can enter somebody's dream or give like somebody nightmares. Oh, that's a lot of words. Wizards is coming out with this, right? Yes. I think you're right. I think they played uh, Elden Ring. And they, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's and they the beat Renala, and they was like, "This is we're it. making a we're making a class." Yeah, that's the same spell I use. Yeah, that spell is really really cool. Oh, I love that creatures that don't sleep, such as elves, can't be contacted by this spell. That's cool. That spell um, has really cool RP features because, like, that's how I let like I got CJ to uh, uh, talk to his brother. Like, they mm -hmm. had conversations in there. Oh, dreams. that's sick. Yeah. Uh, I think that I. Really fun. I think I almost took hallucinatory terrain on um, Zana. I think that was one of the ones I was thinking, but it was it's kind of like you make a false terrain, like a pit or fire on the ground or whatever, and then creatures have to roll perception checks. I think they just to see if they believe it's real or not. Um, they can't move around. I think. Right. They they or actually they believe that it's damage. true. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those spells where it's like it's all in their head. It's not it They are hurting themselves mentally rather than physically um, So yeah, the lunar, lunar embodiment at level one, it's amazing You're gonna get some really good spells for once once a day for free and you can change your options if it's like Oh, well, you know, we don't You know, we got a cleric now. I don't really need to take the spell I'm gonna rock one of these other ones instead. How much more to this class is there? Uh I is think boon right there? six level boon. Yes, lunar boons. This is really cool too. Uh, so at six level, you're gonna get lunar boons. Lunar phases influence your meta magic. Each lunar phase is associated with spells of the following schools. Uh, if you go full moon, also I think I don't know if if you pick your lunar embodiment if you're locked into that phase of the moon for this one. Uh, That's what I would assume. It kind of each lunar phase is associated with spells of the following. It's associated with spells of the following schools. Of okay, so yeah, uh, so I think it does actually 
I think it does link up. Uh, which makes sense because I was kind of noticing these spells under New Moon uh, were like more necromancy and evocation ones. And then it says under here, New Moon is evocation necromancy spells. Um, so that's that's really cool. I like that they, they, line, up, they yeah. line up and it's not like you're going to get a new, you're going to gain a free spell per day that doesn't line up with what you do. Um, so what you can do, if you go full moon, it picks and locks onto your abjuration conjuration spells, new moon, evocation necromancy spells, and then crescent moon is divination transmutation. So whenever you use metamagic on a spell from the lunar spells table or a spell of a school of magic associated with the lunar phase that you are in, you can reduce the sorcery points spent by one to a minimum of zero. You can reduce the sorcery points spent for your metamagic a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. You regain all of expended uses when you finish a long rest. So if you have something that requires one, one, you're casting it for free. Put it down to zero. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty damn awesome. It's pretty pretty strong so far. This class is pretty strong so far. Yeah. Um, Which I feel like all UA classes are, but this one is really, really. Yeah, they all they all get a pretty good starting run at least uh so yeah this one it's a good class so far and we're we're only the level six because you get something else at level six as well that's really cool you gain a greater control over the phases of your lunar magic as a bonus action you can spend one sorcery point to change your lunar phase for a different one that's sweet so now you're mid mid combat and you're like oh shoot i gotta stop casting abjuration and i need to start doing some metamagic evocation so you just burn a sorcery point, switch it to that, and now you can use these metamagic feats of your evocation necromancy for a much lower cooldown, or for a much lower cost. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. The race was like, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like it's not like like it's. I'll give it to him. I think that the little quirks they gave the race is is all right. Yeah. Um, but the class is dope it's money this class is money this is money it's very cool i feel like all the sorcerer uas they come out with are really good like i don't know if you guys remember um lapo my mm-hmm. my total yeah, what he did Lapo, yeah he was uh he was like a clockwork sorcerer yeah and that had just come into ua and it was so strong which makes me wonder, like, I wonder what this class is going to look like when it's officially out. Yeah. I have a feeling a lot of these things are going to get uh, nerfed, nerfed, but their regaining of abilities will be brought to, like, maybe a short rest rather than... Because so far we haven't seen anything that's like you can regain these uses on short rest. Which I thought would be, like, uh, the boon. Most classes don't have that, honestly. And I think it's because a majority of the player base doesn't use short rest as much but i feel like if you don't give them the option they're not going to you know i feel like if you kind of push the option of benefiting from a short rest they'll start doing it more yeah like i know well, our, our our group in uh mad mage and dylan's campaign mm. with zenril because i'm a warlock like i want to i want to short rest as as often as possible you know what i mean if there's a day where we got into a fight i want a short rest same in Mad Mage because I'm the Druid. Do you get uh, spells back for being a Warlock on a short rest? Yeah, short rest. Yep, you get all your spell slots back. That is pretty good. Yeah, I, does Druid get anything? I don't think Druid. 
got they anything get their like that. They get their wild, and which is big for you because you're a melee uh, druid. So that's a big thing for you. Um, all right, level 14 now. Lunar empowerment. The power of a lunar phase saturates your being. Whenever you choose a lunar phase to affect your magic, you also gain the following benefits. Full moon, you shed bright light in a 10 foot radius and dim light for an additional 10. In addition, you and creatures of your choice have advantage on saving throws while within the bright light. So you're just a mega support if you're surrounded by your allies. Uh, New moon, you have advantage on dexterity stealth checks. Uh, in addition, while you are in dim or darkness, attack rolls have disadvantage on you. That's good too. It's extremely good. Uh, Crescent Moon, you have resistance to necrotic and radiant damage. Not as amazing as the other ones, but still, still pretty good. Yeah. It's just so cool that you could switch them whenever you want. It's amazing that you can switch them. I think that's something that like really. If anything gets nerfed, it'll be that. Yeah, Yeah, the ability to just flip-flop yeah. on, on your on but your i feel need. like that's like also kind of like the whole point of the class because like you know the moon changes right they'll probably just find another way to like make the other things uh weaker yeah but the moon changes over the span of a month so true that's also i think i think that oh, I think you can right. only change it they're like gonna nerf anything month. no i'm i think i think long rest like changing it once a long rest is pretty solid maybe even short rest but like i think that you're right if they were to nerf anything in this whole thing it's the fact that they'll take away that you can change it as a bonus action or, or like as an action yeah. just whenever yeah so th- there is definitely going to be some fine tweaking but it is a very strong class so far um but this is the last feature of it and then we're going to get into the tier list <clears throat> lunar phenomenon 18th level your lunar phase magic bursts as a bonus bonus action. You can tap into a special power of the lunar phase you are currently in. Alternatively, as part of the bonus action, you take as part of the bonus as, uh, as part of the bonus action you take to change your lunar phase with your waxing and waning feature. You can immediately use the power of the lunar phase you are entering. Uh, waxing and waning was the one you got a six level where you could just spin a sorcery point to reload or to yeah. change it. So full moon, you radiate intense moonlight for a moment. Each creature of your choice within 30 feet of you must make it, must succeed a con save against your spell DC or be blinded until the end of its next turn. In addition, one creature of your choice is healed by 3d8. That's pretty good. I feel like the 3d8, the healing is a little bit yeah, an 18th level, I don't know how useful that is. Well, it just seems like you can blind everybody, and then you can heal that one guy. And it's like, why can you heal that one guy when it seems like the whole maybe, uh, point is to blind people? I don't know. Maybe um, that's... I guess they would make it uh, specifically heal, heal yourself, but... Oh, that's, that's a good point. If you're up in the, up in the fight. Mm-hmm. You um, use it to blind everybody and then give yourself a little little something back that's a good point that's a good point wait for them to like start stacking and surrounding you and then you pop it mm-hmm. 30 they feet get a hit on you 30 feet's pretty freaking good though like range wise that's that's big that's the size of i think of a fireball so that's a lot um then you have new moon you momentarily emanate an oppressive gloom 
Each creature of your choice within 30 feet of you must succeed a dexterity saving throw of your spell save DC or take 3d10 necrotic damage and have its speed reduced to zero until the end of its next turn. In addition, you become invisible until the end of your next turn or until you make an attack or cast a spell. So I kind of wanted to try a new class idea of sorcerer and rogue. And I feel like this could be an extremely good class for that. Like subclass of sorcerer. It could be, yeah. Because you get some cool like dipping and dodging kind of effects. Like this one's making you invisible. Some of the other stuff we ran through, you know, just helps you be more stealthy. I think this could be a really cool one from a uh, multi-class. Uh, but this is 18th level, so to get to this point, multi-classing yeah. probably it's isn't going to be very likely. Right, at that point, yeah. Uh, and then lastly, you have Crescent Moon. You slip through light and darkness. You can magically teleport to an unoccupied space you can see within 60 feet of yourself. In addition, you also gain resistance to all damage until the start of your next turn. Yeah, wow. so you get a free 60 feet teleport. And then you gain resistance. That's, that's, that's probably crazy. the best one. That's probably the best one for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. That one's insane. Yeah, think about that on a rogue. They I always teleport love these behind you. Level. Oh, dude. <laughs> I always love these 18th level things. They're just so strong. Nothing but personal, you kid. You never get to use them. Yeah. Very rarely. Um, oh, and then this is how it, it rounds out. Okay. Once you use a phase's bonus action, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest. Unless you spend five sorcery points to use it again. That's pretty cool. So you can get this 18th level feature back. I love do that. Have, do you have sorcery points equal to your level, I think, right? I think you may oh. be able to get more than that. I mean, That's even a... then you have 18 sorcery points. True. And then some of these things are going to be able to reduce their metamagic feature using the other things, therefore not totally burning. I clicked on wiki. Let's go to D&D Beyond. A little bit more reliable. Oh, an ad. Okay. Um, so at 18th level, you're absolutely right. You have 18 sorcery points. Wow. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's extremely good. Um, but that's it for the new class. After that, it's... It's into backgrounds um, and beats. Uh, the background, the backgrounds help you build a knight of Sol Solomnia, Solomnia, um, and a mage of high sorcery. Um, oh, this has to do with uh, Dragonlance. Wasn't that like a major deal about wizards and Dragonlance? I think they're like a publishing company or something. For five ebooks, right, I'm not sure. I can't remember either. I'll have to maybe may look into that. Um, so two of these backgrounds, you can make um, a high sorcery wizard um, or mage, and then the other one is a knight. Um, I think a lot of it's role play wise. I don't know exactly. I'm not going to really get too deep into. It. I'm just going to kind of skim through it, um, just because. Oh, you know what? Okay, so it looks like you need that background in order to take some of the feats uh, further on into the thing. 
uh, like here it says uh, to get the adept of the black robes um, feet you have the prerequisite is you have to have be fourth level have the high society high sorcery initiate feet and any non good alignment it feels like Pathfinder with the prereqs yeah that's what I was just thinking too feels a lot like Pathfinder D&D doesn't do a lot of the prerequisites I think they are now <laughs> They, uh, at least, uh, how many are on here? It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, seven of these require prereqs, which are the other three, essentially. Um, these look like they could be pretty cool skimming through them. Uh, looks like based on your alignment and whatnot, you get features based off that. I really like feats like this. Uh, I may actually sit down and check out some of these feats. I'm a, a big fan of like ones you have to build and work towards that like grant even bigger bonuses. So I'm definitely probably gonna take some time and check these out. So uh, yeah, so that's, that finishes all the UA stuff that's coming out. A lot of stuff seems like it's gonna be extremely good from this stuff. So I can't wait to see that it's uh, it's all nerfed into the uh, into the ground where we'll uh, get a very weak middle tier uh, new subclass. Oh yeah. Let's go. Alright, now we're going to do the fun thing. We are doing tier list. Now one thing I did not clarify this week is how should we do the tier list? Should be based we on... just do like standard class. Uh, I mean... Agreed. We start going into like subclasses. Like... We'd be here all night. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, we're not I, definitely not doing subclasses. And I wouldn't be able to comment on all the subclasses. Oh, either. absolutely. Like, I would have to figure it out as we're ranking them and be like, oh, I don't know, I guess B. You know <laughs> how many like cleric <laughs> domains there are? Like we'd be here forever. Oh, uh, Let's just start off. Should we do it on easy. just based on how cool? I think. I think cool. I, I think and how good they are. Fun. I guess. Yeah, I think a little bit of both. How yeah. cool and fun? You're enjoyable. Yeah. Well, how how like. I guess useful. cool and fun would be the same, but like how cool and fun they are and then how good the class is. Okay, that's like fair. How, how strong the class is. That's fair. Uh, there's also, I'm just going to flip to this real quick. There's also an alignment chart we could have set up where we could do like add text in each quarter. Um, oh, I see. And then kind of rank it based off like like the top north would be like cool to the, the right would be like OP. Uh the bottom would be, you know, I don't know, but you could make up your own way and then you could kind of slap these in areas based off right. like what you feel. Um, I think we should just go with the tier list for now. It'll be significantly easier for now. Yeah. Uh, okay. First off, we have Barbarian. I, I don't know if I'm going to put any of them in F tier. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, we should start off nice and easy and just throw Ranger in F tier. Whoa! This <laughs> Ranger is fucking garbage. I it's mean, not. it's hard to it's, argue. It's trash, I mean, dude. It's what? so bad in every I'm, single way. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, Ranger, um, the fact that, like, Ranger is not the best Archer character that you can make, and the reason for that is because they get spells... Well, the spells that they get aren't strong. And just the fact that a ranger can be beat by a fighter with a bow is just insane. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Our party in uh, our friend Dylan's campaign just hit 13th level. 
uh, and our friend Justin, he is a full-on ranger, and he's thinking about retiring his character because he's like, it's just kind of boring, you know. You all heard. No, I think he got fifth-level spells, or maybe it's fourth-level at this level. But he's like, it's just nothing cool. You all have hurt me deeply. Listen. How you feel about rangers, Kevin? Play with a fighter with a bow. You want to know what I think about rangers either? Yeah. So I think no way you think Rangers S tier. I don't think it's S tier, but I don't think it's terrible. And the so this is because I have this argument all the time on Instagram. Ranger is really good when its circumstances line up correctly, because of like you have to pick your favorite terrain and then your favorite enemy, which they've kind of like done away with those things. Mm-hmm. Back then, when the game first came out that was terrible because like let's say Rosanna for instance I was like forest and beasts are her her favorite things well it was like you know we would go up against a beast but it was like every once in a while not all the time so it was only every ever every few circumstances that I would get that benefit and then once we were out of the high forest uh we went underground oh well you know what Zana wasn't there for the high forest or, or, or she was there for the high forest. She wasn't there for after the high forest. Yeah. Um. But like you know, going to the city, we uh she didn't fight. Uh. So like it was like once she was in her preferred environment, she felt better. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, it needed. You could tell it needed work. So I would honestly give Ranger more of a B tier. I, I think... honestly would put Ranger in C. And the only reason I would put Ranger in C is because I've played classes that are. Uh, I guess you could say situationally good. Mm-hmm. They're like situationally strong, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, Jizargo. Um, mm-hmm. And when you're not in that situation, you, you can really get punished for it. Yeah. Um, and you could also say, honestly, that Wolf is kind of situationally strong. Not that he, he isn't a, like, I'm not saying he's a pushover if he can't get sneak attack off, but. Yeah. If he can't get sneak attack off, he's not at his full strength. Yeah. Uh, but there are classes in the game that are always strong. Very true. You know so what just I mean? Paladin. Right. So like that's the only reason I think Ranger. And then the un- other reason is because Ranger versus Fighter with a bow. True. Like I'm I'm sorry. It's so dumb. But fighters with a bow. I made a fighter with a bow because of how much better they are than Rangers. At using a bow like it's stupid are they really that better once all the class features come into like perfect play is what i'm saying yes i mean i mean well as far as you go for like straight damage like uh-huh. i use my bow because i'm a bow character yeah um yeah i mean like you can there's a, a fighting style where you think you get plus two on your like all, all your archery shots mm-hmm. like out the gate so you can get that on top of your proficiency and whatever you got going on um and then you can become an arcane archer which makes you know you can shoot magical arrows you know like rangers mm-hmm. have magic like you know so like and and then you can action surge and shoot something like six times you know what i'm saying like, right so, I mean, it's just, in my opinion, 
They did Ranger dirty. It's not my fault. I wish that they were better, honestly, because I think Rangers are cool, but <laughs> CJ goes, it's not my they fault. honestly did them dirty. <laughs> not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> there's, definitely, there's definitely some circumstances where Rangers can be really fucking strong. Like, I yeah. honestly think I made one of the strongest Rangers you can make with Jazari, because it's like, we're, we're in the Underdark, mm-hmm. um, and we're not leaving anytime soon. So I made... A ranger whose favorite terrain was the Underdark. Can't get lost down there. I know my way around, you know. I picked Gloomstalker as my subclass, so like it fits perfectly. Um, I think that could be really strong together. And then I threw in like I multi-class with Ranger, right? So I get sneak attack. But mm-hmm. I'm stealing from another class to make my own ranger better. The only right. thing that makes it super good is that we can't get lost in the underdark which is super easy to do right because that's my favorite terrain and i'm a ranger it's not possible right and some of those features that kind of like makes the difference but that difference isn't enough to be like fighter you know it's not enough to overtake fighter it's just too too, uh, situational right exactly so like if you were to take i don't know which I'm not even really saying that Storm is that strong, which was my character in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we were to leave the Underdark and go to the surface for whatever reason, say we get teleported there or some shit, mm-hmm. I would be at the same strength, whereas Tower's okay. character would get a debuff because we just left his favorite. Well, that's the problem. Is it's not even a well. I guess it's not a problem. It's not a debuff. It's just a useless. It's not a debuff, There's just a wasted feature. Buff yeah right, exactly he's wasting a class feature right which is why ranger is at least c i would put him in D. exactly that's that's why that's what i think too wait did you I just say honestly, he's c put him in d in d but they're at least c c i think they're c because rangers can still be cool that's why we're going c because i put b you said c and then cj said c so he's going c Alright, I see you put Monk in F already. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to argue with you, to be honest. So. I just threw it in there to be I'm funny. Gonna, I'm going to argue. Okay. I was, just, I was just reading Austin's sixth I, level ability. I mean, Austin yeah. is strong. I will, I will give you that. Way of the Shadow. <laughs> and at sixth level, with Way of the Shadow, he can now teleport to any shadow within 60 feet. Oh That's my god. We're in complete darkness under there. If he's in darkness and the area he wants to go is in darkness, he can as a bonus action teleport that's amazing it's amazing wait you said it was a bonus action yeah oh my god he's invincible after he does that his first attack has advantage what yeah it's amazing oh my god yeah monks can be strong super cool uh like what's that one that i think luke uh iron meldar was it's like way of the open hand or something i think so yeah when you get to like 18th level you can touch somebody and make them like tremble yeah it was um, like their heart explodes yeah the heart shreds itself or something like that yeah it was something crazy i think it was open hand yeah i think they're really boring to play personally because it's just i punch things but they're pretty fucking cool like you can catch arrows you can throw them back you can get uh disadvantage on you because you you did patient defense you can stun people you can punch extra times if you pick a certain subclass you could fucking nothing personal kid teleport behind <laughs> somebody i think we'll they're... also say that monk in my opinion benefits from being like the best 
class for a magic user to subclass in. Because, really? Yeah, because, I mean, uh, for example, which, I mean, I don't know exactly how well it would work if you were a sorcerer and you wanted to multi-class as a monk or whatever, sure. right? But, like, on my druid, I'm multi-classed into monk because uh, monks are unarmored. True. And they get better unarmored defense because they're monks. True. Um, and then there's certain things that you can do as a monk to give you escapability, like uh, Step of the Wind. Um, if somebody does get up on you and you punch them, you could possibly stun them because that goes off of your DC. Mm -hmm. like you don't have a separate monk DC. You have that goes off your DC. So like, whenever I punch something on Zabar and try to stun it, it's got to pass a DC twenty. Because I, I was just oh. thinking, I was like, would you rather? Because I would say fighter, right? That's where my head immediately goes for multiclassing with your with a caster because you get action surge and sonic or a second wind, and then you get a much a lot more. Uh, sure armor proficiencies, but Monk is a good choice for that very reason. I, I disagree with both of you. Whoa. Monk is the best multi-class. No, we're, we're talking about for, marshals. For a caster, even, a even with a caster, it's still the best multi-class. If you're a sorcerer and you take warlock, or you're a paladin and you take warlock, cleric take warlock, those spell slots are their own things. Like They, don't, they aren't affected by your other spell slots, so you just have those two extra. You get Eldritch Blast... Uh, you get all this other shit for being a warlock. I think 100% they're the best multi-class for anybody. But what's the well, I guess I should rephrase then. Monk is the best multi-class for a sorcerer if, like, they don't want to be completely fucked if they get caught. Yeah, that was more so what we were talking about, Tyler. Well, fine. Because, I mean, if you're a sorcerer and then you multi-class into warlock and then you get caught... What's I mean, yeah, sure what's you your can save? Do, I'm sure you can do a couple things, but... You can have the warlock spell Misty Step and bonus action teleport away but right, you can have a couple things but monk has a lot going for it as far as like oh fuck i just got caught in melee is that just yeah. a yeah. warlock spell misty step no no but it's you could use one of your warlock spells slots to cast it you know what I mean? right yeah that would suck though because how many warlock slots do you usually you you get two but they're they don't affect like your other slots like it's kind of it's weird to oh you're saying they're separate slots yeah oh uh, okay okay that's fair too I don't know. I haven't played in much of Warlock, so I can't really yeah, say. Yeah, that is fair. I haven't I really mean, looked into. Well, I look into. I try to look into them, and then I don't know. I just lose the interest. I don't know why. Hard class to play. It, it does have a lot of moving pieces as it grows. Uh, so what would we what would we boat monk as? I'd put it in C too. I think you put it at C. Yeah, because I think it can be strong and it can be cool, but like I don't think it's over the top, and I think it also can be weak. Well. <laughs> That's true. We, thinking back on Fujin, CJ, you went Astral Monk? Yeah, Fujin was also, like, a broken character. I, I, like, uh, looking back on it, I'll admit it. Like, that was when I first was playing D&D &D and I didn't mm -hmm. exactly know what was going on. And Tyler gave me, like, one or two more attacks than I should have had, and we just never fixed that. Yeah. And, like, you know... So your I, magic I mean, item was amazing. And the magic item was stupid as fuck, too. Instead of, like, 1d8, you did 2d8 per 2D8. punch. That's yeah, insane. that shit was insane, yeah. Yeah. Would uh, you have swapped subclasses, knowing what you know now? I or would love you still go Astral? So fucking much. 
Uh, I would probably show Astral. I mean, it wasn't bad. I don't think because it was so cool. cool. That, that, was, that, that was that was the thing for my first character. I just wanted to make something that was cool because I didn't. It know was fucking to do. dope. You made the right, you made the right decision, going cool because that's always way more entertaining than making a meta build first thing. Uh, plus it, you got to do cool things like making your fist weapons deal like what was it? At one point you can make them necrotic or After, uh, radiant damage. Radiant, yeah. And it's like, that's really convenient when we're fighting like things with a weird subtyping. So I agree. I think Monk is a good C tier. Um, it has its benefits, but it also has its downsides as well. A lot Plus of people... if you're in a uh, BBEG fight, that class is most likely to... Uh... You got a kite. You got a kite hard. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but you can bring weapons on Monk. You don't have to fight unarmed. Yeah, you don't have to, yeah, but I mean, so much of the class is based around using your fists. Yeah. So, like, bring... At least have an like, open offhand, probably. Like, I had a staff on fishing. Yep. You it's can use quarter staff. so much better for me to punch. Uh, part, daggers. Part of the that is because those magical uh, gauntlets. Oh, yeah. That's a huge benefit. Like, yeah. it was a, it'd be a nerf to you to bring a weapon exactly but yeah. that was just for me but i think a lot of people think bunk is just a punching class but you you do have options there are mm -hmm. proficiencies with i think finesse weapons i think they can use right like right now on strikes uh, yeah you can like on zabar uh if i do get in melee because there was a session not too long ago where we did do heavy melee combat and i was in the fray um if you use your like a like all your attack actions to do like monk attacks mm -hmm. so like me using my staff like i, I bonk twice with it yeah uh i can then use my bonus action to punch so like oh yeah you can get a punch in like regardless if you was wanting to get like a stunning strike or whatever in like that uh flurry of blows even like as long as you use a monk weapon like a staff or some of the weapons he was talking about um then it would be more beneficial to use a weapon as your primary uh this is situation. this is what i was thinking of it says in the book it does not have to be your fist it could be any part of your body you could headbutt yeah, you kick. Could kick so if you wanted to dual wield short swords you could still kick people with your unarmed strike mm -hmm. technically which is really cool yeah could you imagine i got these swords but i'm gonna kick you to death um I think C is a good placement for it. They've got their ups and downs, but overall they're yeah. they're a middle tier class for sure. I think we should just go in line now. The barbarian. I um, I I don't want to say anything more than a C. A for sure. A for sure. Uh, they they're strong. They're very very strong. The strongest Every character ever we've seen. ever played with. Is Every time I've ever seen a barbarian, they are tanks. Oh yeah. Uh, no matter what happens in the fight, the the barbarian is like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna run up to the biggest thing." Like it doesn't matter. Like and mm -hmm. and like, I think they can be cool too. Um, I think Tyler is right. Katal is the strongest character I think we've ever seen. Yeah, probably. And and he was cool, even though he didn't really like do much other than fucking destroy everything. He was cool. <laughs> but he cool. was the best at it yeah. and even like now on my my druid barbarian i'm only like level three barbarian but i'm still like getting in the, the shit i'm mm -hmm. not going down i'm taking half damage to everything 
and then if you if you I know we weren't talking about subclasses, but if you pick that fucking subclass for a oh, yeah. that lets you have resistance to pretty much yeah. everything besides psychic, bro, you're the yeah, strongest class in the game. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty stupid. Uh but what's the bad thing about barbarians? Tell me where tell me where it goes bad. Like it's They're great. They are stupid. Typically. Yeah, I mean they don't have probably that they're uh, their saving throws aren't the best. Yeah, um, I think they do. I think they have. I mean, like their thinking... wisdom, charisma, and intelligence saving throws aren't good, but like they can re-roll strength saving throws if they're mm -hmm. if they're raging. They're gonna have a good dex and a good con. Did they don't get a fighting style? Do they? No, I don't think so. But as far as I, I guess you could say, a downside for barbarian is especially if you go full barb. Um, play style is a bit limited. Yes. Like you do always you'll always be man. raging you'll always be smacking you'll always yeah. be like hit me i take half damage fuck you like you know what i mean like yeah which so, is maybe why it's not s yeah little, i think that's why it wouldn't be s yeah but as far as strong i think you could argue it's the strongest class in the game I if the yeah but that's the thing is i feel like there's a lot of variable with it as well that's why i was gonna say about b I think I would, a. I would I think put it's in a. Very no strong. doubt about it. No doubt. Okay. If if you guys were both saying a, I'd put it in S because legit, like I think back to what Katal did in my campaign and just like he was such a beefcake. Yeah. It's just so good. It's just so good. But that's to me, that's all that. So this is why this is. I'm gonna list my downsides real quick, which is basically what you guys said. You multi-class into a cat. You cannot multi-class caster with this. Well, you could, but it doesn't. You don't get really to benefit weird. with your Barbarian a lot of the same way. Uh, it's just kind of different. You don't really go for ranged weaponry. Uh, the ranged weaponry doesn't really do great. If there were comp compound bows in this game, like in Pathfinder, Barbarians would... I'd probably put, no doubt, Barbarians A. The, I just feel like their range is always lacking um, because they, a lot of players just pick the great weapons. They don't have a fighting style. Um, and I feel like a lot of their thing is they have to be able to get to their target. Um, so uh, that's the only thing that I see being like their limitations. I feel like I they, they have limitations, but where they work, they're amazing. If yeah. you think about it as in like each class does one thing really well, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Each class has their niche. The barbarians niche is they are the strongest at their thing. You know what I mean? They're better at standing and banging than a warlock Absol is at casting. They're Absolutely. better at standing and banging than a ranger is at ranged combat. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're the their thing, they're the best at. That is true. I agree. They are they do not falter. You put it you can really put them up against whatever, and they're gonna be able to stand. I just they don't have any subclasses that really give them a range advantage, do they? That's what I was trying to think of. And I think the only one no, is the uh, many, wild no. surge. I think there is a magic item, and I don't know if it's homebrew, like because I know in in Critical Role Campaign One, uh, their barbarian had like an item where he could throw his axe, and then it would come back to him. Mm -hmm. So he has he had range in that way. Yeah, Katal had a version of that if he rolled it. Yes. So. Yeah. And I think that's like a magic item. I don't know if. Gotcha. Know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, a for sure. A for sure. Well, then moving on to Bard, what do we think? Uh, 5e um, Bards are fucking lame. 
Yeah. Compared to what Interesting will do in Pathfinder, I'd put him in like D. Yeah, I would put Bard in like C because I think that they can still be like I think it can useful. still be useful to have a Bard in your party. Yeah. Uh, but compared to, yeah, they really did Bard dirty when you yeah. look at how cool, how like well they do their job in Pathfinder. Yeah, they're completely different like sides of a of a coin. Mm-hmm. Uh. They are bards for, in 5e from what we... Because we've only had one bard I can think of. It's almost like the Philip. bard class is Philip. like... If you don't really want to fight much and you just want to RP, then pick a bard in 5e. You know what I mean? Yeah, they what, they give you a bonus when you when you long rest or short rest, right? They like give an additional mm-hmm. hit die to heal. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, their spells are supposed to be more support based, but it's like... But Cleric exists and does it better. Yeah. Right. And Bardic Inspiration is really cool, but like at low right. levels, it's really boring. It's like you just get a uh, you get to add an extra D four, an extra D six. Yeah, there's nothing that's like, oh, this is thank you. Yeah, because it's yeah. essentially. I, I mean, I, at like at like thirteenth level, you get to add like a D ten, and that's like that's fucking awesome. Right. But it takes a while. We've been playing this campaign for two years. We've just hit thirteenth level. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I could see Bard being a D tier. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I, yeah, I'm down for Uh, Cleric. I think Cleric could definitely go up to A. I think, I think Cleric, Cleric might be the one and only S. No, really? there's another S. Who? Paladin. Okay, yeah. Then the, <laughs> the, the Holy Boys are S's, dude. The Holy Boys are amazing in this game. I'd almost, okay. I'd, I could probably see Warlock in S as well. I was going to put Cleric at probably either B or A just for the fact that I haven't had much experience with a cleric yeah but i wasn't yeah. gonna put them at in I, I wasn't gonna put them in a because i do know that they're definitely the best healers in the game if you go oh life for life. sure oh, it's dude, not close insane. it's Let's not put... close and it's actually like the only viable healer in the game if you were like i don't know if you're a fucking world of warcraft player you're yeah. a fucking healer they, and you suck they... play D and you're like i want to be a healer you gotta go life domain cleric bro like the it's gonna thing... to make it easier the awesome thing about clerics is like how we were saying, like each thing has their niche. Mm-hmm. Cleric can be legit any niche. Literally anything. Literally anything. Yeah. Which is one of the few reasons why Paladin could be an A because of ranged. Oh, you know what? Real quick on this. I meant to bring it up when we were talking about Ranger. I read somewhere that Wizard said the idea for Ranger was to be the ranged version of Paladin. That would have been 10 times cooler. Well, that yeah. was the the intention because of like Hunter's Mark and stuff like that. They were like, see, they they benefit from only doing ranged combat, but it didn't. It obviously did not hit pin and paper. Work that it did not. It, it did not. I mean, exit. I also like uh, dual wielding rangers. You know what I mean? I like oh, the rangers. Super don't cool. have to be. Yeah. I think Hunter's Mark as long as you hit the target, you deal damage. Like you don't have to be ranged. Right. But uh, yeah. So cleric, cleric, we putting that in S. I think so. I think it's just it's so well rounded. Yeah, you can literally do anything. Forge cleric, the life domain, all like literally anything. Yeah. Grave domain, twilight domain. What was what was Kahim? He was casting fucking fireball. Like we literally had a Yeah, we had a wizard cleric. I played a life cleric who was the healer. Luke's playing a forge cleric where he's just like the big armor tank boy. Wait, where? In the new group. No, he was a peace domain. Oh, you're right. But he didn't he pay the, play the Forge Cleric and maybe like a one shot or something. 
I think it's always been peace because he I think he did peace uh, in my play test of the range paladin mm-hmm. and he was like dude peace Claire gets a lot and I think that's when he found his interest in it gotcha. uh, I'm pretty sure it was peace it could well, maybe it was Austin or something that sounds right <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah Claire you can put anything in their hands and they're gonna make it work it's amazing yeah. uh they get heavy armor proficiency really good spell casting and then you can make them work in whatever version you want them to and then when you get to like 10th level you get like divine interference which has like a 10 percent chance of working yeah and i've never seen it work in any of our games no but if it did it could you can literally change the outcome of anything yeah it's amazing uh okay yeah s class for me yeah 100 okay uh cj what would you what would you have put it at I think I would put it at an S. Yes. I mean, it, yeah, because like I, I don't have a ton of experience. Like I haven't seen many clerics in my campaigns that I've mm-hmm. played in. Um, but they do definitely have the best healer in the game, which yep. is a big thing. Um, and you know, it seems like they can be pretty strong. Um, oh yeah. So I would put them in S. I think they're even better in Pathfinder too. They are definitely more of a healer role well pathfinder like because we were talking about like you know bard isn't as good as it is in in pathfinder first edition and first edition i don't know how it is in second clerics get to choose two fucking domains yes and then benefit from both of them yeah yeah that's awesome yeah it's very good really pathfinder did a really good job with all the base classes minus like like I think Monk is still bad in Pathfinder, Barbarian's a little rough in Pathfinder, but besides that, the rest of them are all good. Yeah. Like Dude, very early good. level Monk is fucking shit. And uh Path I think, is it really? I think that's all you have to use Unchained. But it Unchained it might still even be like a little poopy. Yeah. Um Okay, next is Druid. My initial thoughts is B. I wanna play Druid. I wanna say A. You wanna say A? Druid's A. Yeah. Cause uh, if you go full druid, yeah, you're probably gonna have the best AC of any full caster build. Why? Because they have an armored uh, defense. Druids they have like their own. Yeah, they have like their. Uh, I'll pull it up real quick, but like, uh, pretty sure druids. Uh, or am I mistaken on that? I know they wear metal. Like, they're not allowed to wear metal armor, so they might have some benefits in that way. Oh, no, I'm mistaken. They don't. They okay. don't have an armor defense, but they do get uh, uh, a benefit from not wearing metal, like Tyler said. I just don't have it pulled up here. Yeah. Um, I think that they're A because the spells that they can take are strong. Um, wild Shape can be really strong, and then when you get to level 20... The fact that you get unlimited wild shapes. If you want to talk about mechanically broken, <laughs> it's probably the most mechanically broken it thing is. in the game. It is. See, I've never been impressed with the spells. Like, yeah. I think they're okay, but there's some of them that I'm just like, I don't... The cool thing about druid spells is, like, you can take any of them anytime that you is, wake up. That's You true. know them all, so anytime, any, anytime you wake up, you're like, you know what, that spell I used yesterday fucking sucked. You yeah. just don't have to use it anymore. Yeah, it's the same way for Cleric and Paladin, I believe, as well. I think they're... Yeah, I would put Druid in A, too. They're just so good. Wild I could see is... A. Wild Shape is so good. Uh, it gets better as you level up, but, like, 
if you take Moon Druid like I'm playing, oh, like I can already turn I can already turn into C1 monsters. Yep. Uh, when you get knocked out of your your monster, uh, you have the HP that you had before. Yep. Like it doesn't minus. It, it's insanely good. You also get that yeah. heal while you're wild shaped. Yep. By like just expending a spell slot, which is so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I can see A. I can see A. Uh. Okay, now we get to the truly most versatile class, Fighter. I think uh, Fighter could be A tier. Yeah. Um, teetering S. I don't know if I would put it in S. I, I think I think if you were to argue that it's an S tier, it would be because of its versatility. Yeah. Um, and how strong it can, and like consistently strong it is through that versatility, right? So if you made a fighter with a bow, he's strong from a distance. You make a fighter with a bastard sword, you make a fighter with a dual wields, mm -hmm. shield and sword. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's consistently you're gonna get a dude who's strong. Yeah. I, what's their one downside would be just like magic. Yeah, I would say so. so and it, they, it would be a little difficult. boring. I think they do. They are kind of mundane. They just, yeah, I agree with that as well. I Once, think there's like two or three subclasses, like Beast, or is it Beastmaster or whatever it is? Battlemaster. Battlemaster. Battlemaster is extremely good. Super cool. Yeah. But like, then there's like Seth's Champion, which is like, I hope I land a crit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd put I'd put them in B because they're really good, but I don't know. They just seem a little plain. They're kind of mid. Yeah, they're a little. They're a little bit better than mid. They're like. I think they should like be in. High level point. mid. They're like high level mid. Yeah, I think they should be an A just for their versatility. I think they're a minus, the most versatile class in the game. A minus, B plus. See, I'm going to slap it in B, that way we have one thing in B, but... <laughs> also, you're... It is kind of teetering in an A, because it's like they are extremely good at what they do, but at the same time, it's kind of like... Once they're locked in, like, this is what they do. That's it. Which isn't bad, but it's just kind of like, this is it. This is what they do. Um, they're great at it, like a barbarian is, but it's like they're not really gonna get any crazier unless you're like an Echo Knight or uh, Rain or the 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 Arcane Archer or things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you go Battlemaster. You're really good at your maneuvers. Champion. Hopefully, you're gonna crit things like that. And uh, when you do, my God, it's amazing. You're having a great oh, yeah. time. Oh yeah. Okay. Do we really even need to talk about Paladin? The one downside of it, you got a smite, I guess. I, I've never played it, but none of us have played Paladin. You have to. I, you don't dude, have Hulf, to. Hulfmir casts a lot. Hulfmir yeah. does, and I feel like I haven't got to experience Hulfmir, like, listening in. Josh has tainted my views. Yeah, for sure. Josh but... is smite over everything. Yeah. yeah. He took, he only took smites, I'm pretty sure. Like, that's all he did. But, um, Paladin is one of the best multi-classes as well. Oh, yeah. Very strong multi. Um, and what they do, I think you could argue what they do is just as good as what a barbarian does, right? Like they Paladin are. Smite down evil. Like, yeah. Who's going to no, do that yeah, better than Paladin? Sure. You know what I mean? So, They're, I they'd... would say Paladin S, S tier. They share a lot. Strong. They share a lot of the same problem with Barb, which is range. Uh, if you, unless you're casting like yeah. Divine Bolt or whatever it is, I can't remember the thing. You don't have a lot of 
cast ability to hit ranged. Uh, you you cannot smite with a bow. Um, so y you can use a bow, but you're not going to be the full paladin. Right. So, but no, still, yeah. they do way too much fucking damage. You crit with a paladin, yeah. Yeah. it's done. You're done, kid. You have to declare a smite before your attack. There'd be A. But because yes. you can declare mm -hmm. a smite after you learned that you just crit. Yeah. They're S for sure. S yeah. God Squad, S tier. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Paladin's S. There's no competition. It's just, it's that good. Damage output is ridiculous, and they have heavy armor. They're like clerics. Beefy damage. Yeah. Magic, you know, they got it. Yep. If they want to be like that, and then if something evil shows up, they're fucking dead. So the thing that's crazy is they prep their spells, but just choose to use smite with those slots. They don't. Is, What's is it smite a spell? A smite no, spell? it's a class feature. Yeah, oh, so you, you can be barbarian raging slots. and smite. I don't think so because it requires a spell slot. There's a lot of back and forth on this. I'm not totally yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, I, there is a barbarian paladin I want to make. Right. I was just I don't know if it's do. There's a lot of back and forth because it requires a spell slot in order to ca to use smite. So therefore, is it a spell or is it not a spell? And then people are like, "Well, it does radiant damage and it does this." But and it's, then, I mean, it's a class feature, right? So I don't know. It, I think GM, it all comes down GM to discretion. Exactly. That's what it's ultimately going to come down to. Uh, yeah, you make a barbarian paladin and it truly works the way you want it to. That's a tank. That's that's god i want to make that class one day i know it, exactly what i want to do so stupid uh <laughs> rogue c c uh yeah i think at least c um i haven't i haven't seen jazari mm -hmm. really in action um and i think the only rogue that i've seen is jazargo and i will also say that probably the main reason he was so bad is because we roll stats in that campaign and i rolled did you just get bad? So fucking bad, dude. Unbelievably bad on Jazargo for his stats, dude. Yeah. I literally had three zeros. Yikes. That's pretty bad. And it a rogue was awful. Rogue is a class that benefits yeah. heavily on yeah. multiple good things. Like minus so it's one thing. Maybe. I think on Jazargo I was really just fucked from the start. Yeah. Uh but even when I was able to do what I could do on Jazargo well, because, like, the one, I did have one good roll. I think it was, like, a fucking 18 or something, so I put it in decks. Yeah. So my melee combat was going to be, wasn't going to be much stronger either way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I got, you know, my combat good off on Jazargo, it was just good. It wasn't, like, killer and then when I wasn't in my rogue situation, I was really kind of out to fucking draw. You can ask Tyler, I would, like, Jizargo would run away. Like, he could, or else he would fucking die. Yeah, rogues need too much, uh, shit to happen for them, for them yeah. to be, like, really yeah. good. Like, you have yeah, to get your sneak attack off. You gotta be able to not get hit, you know what I mean? You can't get stuck out in combat. And then ability-wise, yeah. they need, like, intelligence to be good at, like, insight, investigation. Wisdom yeah. for perception, dex yeah. for stealthing yeah. around, HP just to help them out, charisma if they want to go swashbuckler. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, 
they're variability statted. Like you, you got to be very well rounded. So if you roll well with stats, they can do really well. I if think they're a really fun multi class. I do too. Yeah, I think they but work really well. As a straight up class, yeah, I think they're. Eh. I agree. You, you know, one of the best concepts I heard for a role play of a rogue was, uh, he is a security guard, but or not a security guard, but you hire him to test your security system. If he can break in and steal your shit, then you had a bad security system. And he's a, he's a good guy. He's like a hacker that you, you hire to test your firewalls. And I was like, that's a really good concept. That is cool. Yeah. Cause it's like, you, of... you play like a lawful character, but you're a rogue. Made me think of Dylan's rogue multi-class idea that he tells me sometimes where he wants to be a fighter rogue mm. and he wants to be the assassin subclass of the fighter and he wants to assassinate people with a great sword. <laughs> I would I I would like to try that as well. I think that's, that's a great idea. So, that's just so funny. I think it's so funny. So whop somebody's head off real easy. Uh okay. Uh sorcerer. They're think? the best they're the best caster in the game. You think so? You think so? A hundred percent. They can meta do some magic? pretty I yeah. took a, I, on on Zenral, I took the meta magic feat because meta magic is so damn good. I would say A then. A at least. Uh, I would say A for sure. They're yeah. just they have I think they have access to all their spells. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have to prepare them. I legit think they could just take any um and cast it. They um, may have to choose them the morning of, but that's still amazing. But I feel like the drawbacks are a bit rough a little bit. If I'm not mistaken, it's hard for a sorcerer other than mage armor to really get a high AC. For sure. And that's then a D six hit points is fucking rough. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that, that's rough. But they're just so good at casting. They, like we said, like Barbarian is, is the best at what they do. Sorcerer is the best caster. Yeah. Meta magic alone just puts them over the top. Being able to cast the spell as a bonus action, being able to uh, target two people with one spell, uh, being able to extend the range—it's so good. Like yeah. I said, like mm-hmm. my warlock. I took the meta magic feat because meta magic is that strong. Right. Uh, that was an easy one. I didn't know how that was gonna go. So yeah, warlock. C. C. I yeah. think warlock could be. Uh, I think a B. A B tier. Yeah. I think warlocks are cool. They sure they can be strong, and then there are certain things that warlocks can do that. I guess other classes could do, but they're one of those classes that have the ability to cast Dream on on Zabar and yeah. allow him to actually know that Jizargo's alive and stuff like that. So I think they're cool. Um, I think that because of like having a demonic pact, it's really like when you have a warlock in your group, you're just kind of like what about this guy you know what i mean <laughs> uh so i think they could be b i think they can definitely be strong um if general would connect on his fucking elder splats he would be strong yeah um literally every time. but uh but yeah i agree i think that they do have their drawbacks pretty so i was gonna slap him in b because i think he's i think warlocks are the fighter variant of casters where Warlock has an ability to do anything in the game. They can hexblade. They want to be melee. They've got good casting uh, options. 
uh, and you kind of build them as you play them, uh, like making decisions and adding more packs and whatnot and bonds and whatnot to them. Uh, so I think they're a very good class. I think they're not mid, but just slightly better than mid. Mm-hmm. They just take a lot of experience. Like you, yeah. you really have to build your warlock correctly for him to be good. Like right. you have to take the correct feats. You got to make sure you're taking the right invocations. You're stuck with the spells you take until you level up. Like you, those are just your spells yeah. that you have. So you have to make sure you take the correct spells. Um, you only get two spell slots uh, literally until like your level 11. Uh, so they're a hard class to play takes a lot of finagling yeah. to make them mm-hmm. worth a shit i think the first feat i took on my warlock was uh medium armor so i had better ac <laughs> so this one i'm gonna jump out the gate and say a for wizard i think I you what i said i, I agree i think where they the difference between sorcerer and wizard is wizard a once they know their spells they know them permanently uh they can cast anything in their spell book as long as they have the spell slot for it um their subclasses i think are a little bit more in tuned with i'm extremely good at what i do uh such as evocation um and i think they can cast more impressive spells than sorcerer i'm not certain but i think they have a more expanded spell list than sorcerer i think so yeah uh but you know they have the same problem as sorcerer which is you know low hit dice easy to hit kind of thing um that's definitely their biggest downfall is your level one wizard will legit die to two goblin attacks yeah yeah uh, level like one through three to five you have to protect your wizard but they pay off like end game like heavy yeah but that's just as true for sorcerer so i think absolutely both at a is pretty a for sure yeah so this is it this is the list i can't I wait that we don't have anything in f so let's just throw a ranger in there oh man i wish we could uh, no don't do that <laughs> fuck where was he why did this all get he was an A, right? Okay. Yeah. I could see Ranger being in a D, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay strong with the mid tier. I think C works. When they work, they work. When they don't work, they're like Yeah, yeah, like why? I said, like when I'm in the underdark and it's my favorite terrain and my favorite enemy is demons and all we're fighting is demons, I'm pretty fucking strong. Right. But if for whatever reason Dylan was like, You guys are getting on a boat and you're going out to sea, I'm like, fucked. Like fuck. Yeah, I'm not good I, here. Yeah, I gotta make a new character, Dylan. <laughs> I was designed for the darkness. Okay, but this is it. I mean, I, I think I... Looking at it, I agree with everything we threw up here. I think everything is very balanced. I can't wait to post this on Instagram and uh, get attacked. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for that. But, uh, yeah, thanks, uh, CJ and Tyler, for joining me. I'm your host, Scudder, and uh, we'll see you next session. <laughs>